you don't have to keep working so hard as your ancestors to prove anything or earn anything. Stop playing small. Stop limiting yourself. Enough with that scarcity mentality. We all have something. I believe that the opposite of depression, it's not happiness, it's purpose. I believe that every single person has something unique to contribute to the world. And that's why I wanted to create a show called Don't Keep Your Day Job. Don't Keep Your Day Job is about figuring out what it is that you were here to do in this world that only you can do to make the world more whole, more beautiful, and to stop selling yourself short, and to stop sitting it out, and to figure out how to take this thing you love, whether it's art or music or screenwriting or dance or baking, and how do you weave this thing that you love into a life that you get to contribute, that you get to do what you love full time, because it's not just about business, it's about contribution, it's about meaning. That is what we seek. That is what we truly want. And you absolutely are here to serve the world. And I want to help you figure out just how much value you have inside of you. And every single week, we're going to be talking to people who have something to add to help you get out of your own way, to help you be more successful, to help you be the truest expression of you. My name is Kathy Heller. I'm so glad that you're here. Let's dive in. Thanks to BetterHelp for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. For 10% off your first month, go to betterhelp.com slash dreamjob. Start living a better life today. Hi guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. We have such a fun episode for you today with two of my awesome friends. Before we get into that, I just wanted to tell you that I have this free checklist of money beliefs that is going to help you get unstuck. This is the top 10 money beliefs that could potentially be blocking you from calling in more abundance and the life that you've just been so hungry to wake up for. So if you want it, it's 100% free, of course. You can download it. Just go to kathyheller.com slash receive and then DM me on Instagram if you want and let me know what you got from it. And if you want to chat about it, you can always DM me. I am always there to talk to you guys. I love hearing from you. And if you are a made to do this graduate and you want to go live with me soon on Instagram, you should also be DMing me and letting me know because we're going to be booking more of those conversations because I love to be able to share with our whole audience how inspiring you are and all of the incredible growth that has happened since you have really showed up for what it is that you were assigned to do in this world and started bringing in abundance, getting paid to do what you love. It is just so inspiring. All right. Well, today I'm so happy because Ali Kazaza and Julie Solomon are here, two of my very good friends. Allie is a super successful online course creator. She's also an author and the podcast host of her show, The Purpose Show. It's an amazing podcast all about simplifying your life, your business, and some life hacks. She also goes into spiritual stuff, and she also covers other things that will help with motherhood and simplifying things for the sake of enjoying it more. Julie is a business and branding coach, digital marketing, and PR expert, and she's the host of the Influencer Podcast. Her show is so good. It gives you the action steps you need to become a household name in today's influential landscape. She helps you accelerate your impact and create iconic success. 
So definitely check out both of their podcasts because they're they're great and you'll learn so much. Julie and Allie have both been on the podcast before to share their incredible stories. And today they're here to talk about how they've been able to shift their mindset around money and success so that they can really call in so, so much abundance. And they're also going to talk about whatever was challenging for them in terms of being an obstacle to wealth. I think that you're going to appreciate hearing how they were raised and where they are now and how they went from where they were to where they are now. And then we're going to talk about podcasting and what podcasting has brought into their businesses and how it's helped just bring everything to the next level. I think this is going to inspire you to want to start your own podcast. And some of you probably already have, but this is going to give you some ideas of how to grow your impact, your audience, your influence, and your abundance. And monetizing things across the board. There are so many good nuggets in this episode, so you definitely might want to take notes. Without further ado, please welcome the phenomenal Ali Kazaza and the awesome Julie Solomon. So Ali and Julie, I'm so grateful that you're both here and you both have incredible podcasts. Plus they're also great moms and they're also writing books and also doing so much. So why don't we just start this way? We'll just have you intro yourself a little bit and then we're going to sort of like unpack some of the layers not just of what makes an amazing podcast, but really the stuff that you guys have really mastered, which is how do you fully find success? How do you fully find all of the intangibles? And maybe we can even talk strategy too. We can kind of put them all together for a fun next hour. Let's go. So Ali Kazaza, welcome. Tell us a little bit about you and a little bit about what your podcast is about, what your platform is about. Yeah. Um, So I'm Ali. My podcast is The Purpose Show. And I've been podcasting for six years, but I've had the purpose show uh, since 2018, the January, 2018. And I love podcasting so much, but as a person in, in my business, what I really love doing is helping women with what feels heavy in their home and their lives, their calendars, their spirits, and um, simplifying the hell out of it. So it's so much lighter and they have space for, you know, bettering their relationship with themselves and others and doing things that they always thought they didn't have time for and just increasing abundance, increasing joy, um, and really aligning their reality with how they really want to feel and, and what their ideal life would look like. I think we just get in our own way a lot and overcomplicate things. So oh, that's what my show is about. <laughs> you said that so well. And it's very often that people will say a lot of words, but they don't necessarily have the life that backs up what they say. And not only has Allie created such a delicious world for herself and her family, but she did not have what you would think were the resources necessary to make that happen. She created those resources and I will never forget the detail of you sharing that when you started to even consider creating an online business and coaching other women, you didn't have the means to afford tampons. Like you were in this season of your life where you were like, you know, that things are not great financially, when you can't just go grab a box of tampons and sitting there in that reality, which at the time was, was small, right? You've created something so big and took so many people along with you. And I'm so impressed and proud to know you. It's so good to meet women who have that much capacity for vulnerability. And then to see how 
businesses grow and lives are changed because someone has the ability to raise their hand and show up before they have any of the things. But the one thing they do have is that intention, right? Is that vibration, is that clarity of purpose. And that's why her show is called The Purpose Show. And if you guys only really had watched, right? In like a time-lapse video where she was and where she is and everything in between, I think that you would be gobsmacked. And Julie, similarly, in terms of the wow factor, why don't you tell them a little bit about your podcast and what your platform is designed to do for the people who come and follow you? Yes. So um, my background is in PR. I was a music and book publicist for over 10 years before I got into this lovely, amazing, crazy, never ending, always changing online world that we all live in. Well said. (laughs) Yes. And I came into it with, with this idea of how do I help leaders, experts, women show up and create influence in a way that gives them freedom. And to me, that really is iconic success that really gives them that success that they are looking for. And so I was kind of seeing that you know, that idea of influencer and influence, it was kind of um, getting a really bad, bad rap because you would see just, you know, butt models all over Instagram or people, you know, selling affiliate links or gummy bear hair. And like, that's what people were thinking was influencers. And I'm like, oh no, it's so much bigger than that. It's, it's so much more magical than that. And so I started the influencer podcast back in 2017 as a way to kind of take that word and flip it on its head. And I do that by not only sharing personal stories of my own journey and the coaching that I do for uh, female leaders and entrepreneurs, but then also bringing incredible um, people on like Kathy to share that and how they've been able to really create influence in their own life and what that means to their business, to their families, to the women and people that they serve. And so that is the influencer podcast. And it's, it's stemmed upon that platform of wanting to help people become globally known and create that iconic success that goes outside of just the, the followers and the fame and the fans and all of that. You know what I love? I love seeing people get it when they, when they actually get the memo of who they're supposed to be in the world. And I want you guys to understand something. So I know Julie well enough to have been to her home and it literally could bring tears to my eyes. When I tell you that if you look at someone like Julie, your initial thought is she's so beautiful, right? God given beauty that she might not be the kind of person who is also so kind and so humble because often when somebody's given that gift, right, from a young age, they don't have to necessarily have all those other treasures because people will just sidle up next to them, right? Follow them along because that's that's part of the way that things things just seem to work. And I can just tell you that the love and kindness that I felt in your home from you, your kids, your husband. It was so palpable and you're so genuine and everyone feels safe with you. And for you to get that you were noticing girls or anyone who put on airs and was gaining influence 
that way. And for you to say, you know what, there's another way to do it. And there's a way to do it where you really bring people with you, but you bring them with you for something so much deeper. I love you for getting that. I love you for actually being that. I love you for turning out to be the person who is really like my husband doesn't like most people because they are so arrogant and whatever. We left your house. He's like, they're so nice. And I love that you are, you are showing up for that assignment. Really? This is so important, right? For women to see examples of other women who get to have a life where they claim something very big and they make an impact and they do not have to sacrifice their integrity and they're able to have both monetary success as well as true, true success in the way that they're imprinting the world. This is so good. And I think so many people think that at some point, if they were to have more of an influence or more of the money, some of the integrity does have to be traded. It's not true. So now let's kind of like dive into the how, okay? And let's start from the mind because that's really where it always starts. So Ali, what shifted from three days earlier where you were like having to sort of decide what you were going to buy at Costco and what you couldn't afford and where you were allowed to show up and where you really weren't meant to show up. What shifted from that, let's call it a typical Thursday to one week later when you sat in that house and said, wait a minute, what is that? So that people could maybe tap into that for themselves and make that shift. Yes. The shift was a super hard truth that none of us ever want to look at. And it was, I am doing this to myself. No one is coming to get me. No one is doing this to me. I have created this for myself and I hate it. I hate it for me. I hate it for everyone experiencing the same thing or worse. I hate it for my children. I hate who I am because of these external circumstances. Nobody feels good about themselves when they are standing at the store and the choice is between tooth care and feminine care and you can't get both. It was, I am doing this to myself and it is unacceptable. And I love myself too much to continue down this path. So what the hell am I going to do though? What am I going to do? And that question launched me into, I'd never done inner work of any kind. It was actually kind of forbidden from the religion I grew up in. And um, I threw it all out the window and just started to look at what I was thinking because I had learned that that is huge. What was I believing and thinking about myself and my life that was keeping me in this place? And um, yeah, I can talk more about what came up, but that's, that was the shift. Okay. Say more. That is so (laughs) good. It's so good. Yeah. So for me, there was a lot of things like a laundry list of just limiting beliefs and things that were just, they were true. They were true because I believed them and to stop believing something you've unconsciously believed your entire life is very difficult. Um, I'll share one, the the big one, like the big mama that I found in the back of my mind um, was 
when I was growing up, I was raised by a Cuban immigrant and it was very like America um, privilege. Like we earned this for you. You need to go to college. If you don't go to college, you will never have money. You will literally be flipping burgers your whole life. You'll never have anything. College, college, college. Well, I'm a very spontaneous, creative entrepreneur and no one told me that. And I was lost. So I dropped out of college and went to beauty school. And then I dropped out of that because I hate talking to people by force and, um, (laughs) (laughs) and touching heads. (laughs) And, um, I got married and, uh, had a baby and just disappointed everybody except myself. And then I did disappoint myself later because I, there it was, there was the truth that I I didn't have any money and I messed up and here we go. And I'm so ungrateful. My dad worked from the bottom up to give me this and I threw it away. And I love my dad more than anything. Like he and I were always really close. So I was like, I don't want to, basically, if I prove him wrong, I'm going to hurt him. If I make money, if I'm successful, I'll hurt him because I didn't go to college. And that was the big, big, big one. And when I realized that, I remember I was in the bathtub and I was working through a Jen Sincero book and I realized that and it hit me so hard. It was very, very heavy. So that was like my, my big cause of a lot of the pain I was allowing in my life. I just got chills. It's really astonishing to think that there are beliefs that are in your blind spot that are so, like you said, heavy that you, you can't move forward. You're holding like this 20 ton belief and you don't even see that it's affecting everything you're doing. So it's incredible. And I do love that. That's why when you were willing to like, look at it, right? Like when you said, nobody likes that, let's be real. Nobody likes having to decide between toothpaste and tampons. Okay. Like that's where it starts. It's like turning the lights on and saying, you know what? It's not fine. It's not. And I'm not going to pretend like it is. That takes a lot of courage. And then to be able to have that courage is why you get the gift of going, oh, behind that courage of actually seeing what's here, I actually saw like what is really here. And that is fascinating. I had Jillian Michaels on the show and she talked about people in their quest to lose the weight. And so often they couldn't lose the weight because they had a parent who was obese and they felt so disloyal and felt as though they were leaving this person behind or that this person would feel like not loved all of a sudden because their kid got thin. Mm. And it's like an identity of family culture. Like our tribe mentality is so ingrained. It's, it's primal. Isn't that amazing? So, so, yeah. So to say, basically, not only am I disregarding you and the tribe mentality, which is your root chakra, your safety. Yeah. Not only am I throwing all of that out, I'm proving it wrong. Yep. You're an idiot is basically what I felt I would be saying to my dad that I loved so much that gave me so much. And what has become true could not be further from the opposite. Like it is my dad comes to me for business advice. Now I'm helping him. He doesn't need to break his back in labor in his company anymore. He can create a course. He's so proud and we're so much closer. And he told me he was just here visiting because we moved away from them now. But he, he said, I'm so glad 
that my parents brought me to this country and that I worked my ass off and did all of this so that you could do better. You can do it without having to break your back or have carpal tunnel and you have more wealth. And then he was like, you know, you're my retirement. Like he, we joke about it now, but it, you know, it's, I've made it better. You don't have to keep working so hard as your ancestors to prove anything or earn anything. We're mm-hmm. supposed to do, know better, do better. Mm-hmm. And I, that's what I didn't realize then. And that's what was keeping me stuck. So I was making myself miserable to be in line with that, with the people that I was around to stay loyal unnecessarily. What's really an honor to my father and his legacy and his hard work and his entrepreneurship and all of my ancestors that were killed in Cuba for wanting to have a business because that's not allowed is to be here and grow an empire and change the whole world. That's what it brings honor and freedom. Not, oh, like I just can't like, you know, have it too good because I didn't go to college it's, it's all ridiculous, but it's still a value and it's still as heavy and it still needs to be worked through. It's true for you right now, but it doesn't have to be true for you in the future. Oh my God. So good. Yeah. You see how we're having a conversation about business, but the depth, right? The stakes are so much higher than whether or not you're going to do a course or an ebook, right? So Julie, for you, same question. What was that internal shift that you can now look back in hindsight and recognize that happened so that you could break through and create something where you allowed in the visibility and allowed in the success? What was it? What had to happen? What had to shift? Yeah. I mean, I think that a lot of us can have many different rock bottoms, (laughs) but the one that was probably the most recent that then made me really kind of have to dig deep was that I amassed about $30,000 in credit card debt 10 years ago and hid it from my husband and he found out. And so I get a call from him saying, when were you going to tell me about the credit card? And of course, I just go into my survival mode of like, how do I fix this? How do I fix this? Because I'm really good at fixing things. It's probably why, you know, I got into the business that I did. I'm good at nurturing things. I'm good at taking care of people. I'm good at taking care of talent. I married an actor. Like It's just, it's part of my makeup. And all of this kind of stems from, you know, when I was growing up and kind of my origin story of having to do a lot of that. I grew up in a very small, small Appalachian town in Tennessee. My dad lived in extreme poverty growing up. They literally lived in a shack until they moved to a double wide trailer, which was a really big deal. Oh my God. I remember going like mid nineties, you know, fourth, fifth, I'm 37. So fourth grade, third grade, I remember having to walk to the outhouse to use the bathroom because my grandparents could not afford indoor plumbing. So it was very just, you know, trailer plumbing. That's kind of how they grew up. And so I grew up around this mentality that everything had to be a struggle. Everything had to be, my mom would rather live under a bridge than take a handout, you know? And so I had all of these belief systems modeled to me about how everything had to be hard. Everything had to be tough. Everything had to be a struggle. Um, But you didn't want people to see that. And so it's all about the presentation of fake it till you make it, look the part, everything's fine, everything's fine. 
just throw that under the rug. And so I had to really reintroduce a new vision in my life and really unlearn a lot of those patterns and behavior that were keeping me stuck or causing me to kind of have upper limits. You know, I would make money and then I would have to like spend it all because I didn't think that I was worthy of keeping it or I would, you know, and that was my big thing. I know for some women, they like hoard it, they save it, they won't use it at all. With me, I spent it all. And then it also gave me this camaraderie with other women. Like it felt good to walk into a Sephora and buy a lipstick and talk to other women, you know, especially as a new mom, when I was at home with a baby all the time, it felt good to feel powerful, like in that exchange of accumulating things and buying things. And, you know, I remember my mom, cause we didn't have any money growing up. She would buy things and she would like run to the closet and hide her shopping bags in the closet. So my dad wouldn't see that she, and so I thought that was normal. I thought that every woman in the world bought things and then got home and ran to the closet and hid them in the closet. I did not know that that wasn't normal or healthy or mm-hmm. you know, a lot of things. And so when the deck happened, and, and that would make up and tell myself, it's not like I'm going to Rodeo Drive and buying Louboutins, right? Like I'm going to Sephora and buying a $17 lipstick. I'm going to get my nails done for $20. But over the years, those things accumulated. And I would always be waiting for this, like, once I get this new PR gig, then I'll pay the credit card off and then he won't find out. Or once this happens, or once John lands this new role, like he won't care. You know, it's like all of this crazy fantasy, unmanageable. It was insane. It was insanity. And so um, I had to get real and right in that moment with myself. And then that really opened a door to, well, what is my purpose here? You know, why why do I keep masking what I want with taking care of other people or with spending money on things or with acting like everything is okay? And so um, I realized in that moment as well, because I was still doing PR at the time, I was miserable in my work. Like I was breaking out in hives, working for people, making nothing. It was just awful. So it was kind of like all of this was forcing me to this new metamorphosis, if you will. And that's when I kind of stepped into this new space. I I got help. I got a coach. Like I'm a firm believer, like every coach needs a coach and they need a coach and they need a coach. Like I immediately went and I was like, I don't know what this is, but like, I, I need something. And so I remember talking to a friend of mine and I was like, I don't know like how to go get help. And she was like, well, go and find someone who seems to have what it is you want. Like they have the life you want, like, and you'll know, cause you'll, you're energetically, you'll be attracted to that. So I found a woman, I started doing just, you know, life coaching, energy work, all of that from that really settled into a new purpose, a new vision for myself, created my, my pitch it perfect course, which I still have today. This was back in 2016. And then that continued to unfold. And that's really why I, you know, show up and do what I, what I do now. And I really think it, it goes back to that idea of, if you change the script, the script changes. And so, you know, remembering that we don't have control over everything, but we do have control over our thoughts that dictate our feelings, that dictate the reactions and the results that we get in life. We can't necessarily change other people, places, and things, but we can change our thoughts and our responses and our reactions to them. 
And so that was a big, that was a big thing for me. And a lot of that really stemmed from the vision. And, you know, I'll even have, you know, the women that I coach in my mastermind now, they're like, Julie, should I do this or should I do that? And I'm like, I have no freaking idea what you should do, but your vision does, you know, the vision knows. So what does the vision say? Hmm. And so for me, it's really coming back to that idea of the vision. And there's another acronym that's really helpful for me. If anyone's resonating to this, it's the three A's awareness, acceptance, and action. So first, like being aware of this is the reality of the situation, accepting that this is what it is instead of what I wish it to be. And I think it's for, for really successful, driven women, like everyone here, it's kind of hard to accept. Like a lot of times I just want to go from awareness to action. Like I don't want to have to sit in the acceptance because I want what I want when I want it and how I want it. And most of the time I get it. And so And if you're someone that is assertive like that, that's driven like that, that you're going to find a way to get what you want, then accepting that you can't get what you want, how you want it and the way you want it and when you want it can be really hard and icky. And and that's when you know you need to settle in it even more. And so having the awareness of what is, accepting it for what is, and then from that being able to take action from them is is huge. Like how often... I don't care where it is, whether you're listening to a podcast or you're out to dinner with someone, even someone you know well, do they very just easily say these words to you? Like as if they just told you they got a cup of coffee, like this is the debt that I was in without shame. And yet just the awareness of how much they, they don't love that that was the case. Like that's why she's such an amazing coach. And by the way, I've known you this long and never knew that your parents come from that, you know, again, Julie is like the picture of like a perfect life out of a magazine. Like she's gorgeous. Her husband's gorgeous. They live in a beautiful home that she completely renovated and the wallpaper. Oh my God, just the wallpaper. You could write a book on wallpaper choices. (laughs) It's amazing. Um, Like I just assumed that you grew up in this like, you know, big circular driveway estate and your grandparents have generational wealth. I don't know. This is just what you just assume. Um, no wonder you are so nice because the amount of humility that has been passed down to you is real, right? I want to ask a follow-up question. So now in your life, obviously things are very different because that story about the credit card is, is now replaced with a story of making seven figures, doing something really impactful in the world. So if you had to sum up how the money story has changed for you, like before I so got that feeling of like, I had to just spend it all right. How would you now say that belief sounds like, what do you hear now about money in your mind that replaced the other one? Yeah. I mean, it's money is just an exchange of energy. And so learning that was huge. And then also believing in what's possible. You know, I think that it's important that we, we, we gotta give ourselves and little girls bigger what ifs, because I think that we are so limited with our idea of money and making money and how it's meant to be used and how it's meant to be in service of others, that it's this, you know, women have a lot of shame around money, a lot of shame around money. We can't make too much. We don't want to make too little. We can't use it. We can't spend. It's like, what, what are we supposed to do with it? And I think money is meant to be used. 
in the service of yourself, your family, the greater good in the service of others. And to me, money is just an exchange of energy. And I think that it's a direct re reflection of the goodness that I'm putting out into the world. And I don't care. You can be, I mean, my dad, he was a, literally wore a blue collar to work every day. He worked at an auto plant. He might've not made a lot of money, but the money that he made was the exchange of the, the work that he was doing. It doesn't make it less than anything else, just like a garbage man. Like I am so appreciative. I'm like, I wouldn't want to do that job. I'm so appreciative of my garbage man and they deserve every freaking penny that they get. And it's truly an exchange of them cleaning up after my crap. Like yeah. I bow down to people like that. And so yeah. I think that just knowing that instead of thinking that it's something that needs to be hidden or shameful, I think it's huge. Mm. Like that, I don't care about the money. Like I, that's BS to me. Now you may not want people to think that you care about the money more than you care about other people. That's fine. But saying that out into the world, I don't care about them. Of course you care about them. That's like saying like, I play sports, but I don't care about winning. Of course you care about winning. <laughs> like you, you need to care about the money. As much as you care about your child, you need to care about the money as if your livelihood depended on it. Yeah. So I look mm. at it that way and I feel like it's, I have to look at it that way. It's an honor for me to look at it that way. I had parents and grandparents that never went to college. My grandfather had a, he had to leave school at second grade to go support his family. It's, yeah. it's doing them a disservice to not try to make as much money as I can possibly make to really carry on their lineage. Yeah. So I mean, this is so good. I want to just highlight one of the things that she said, because we really could talk about 11 of those things for hours. One thing that she just said, money is just an exchange of energy. So why podcasting can then be such a means to making money is because of the quality, the depth of the energy, the way you're being visible, and then how that gets absorbed and how that gets transmitted, right? So this is this is, this is essential to really understand, right? A lot of people fear the biggest thing is, is just giving the energy at all, right? Being visible, like showing up and broadcasting your energy to the world. This is a very, that in of itself is, is very scary for people. But when we do find a way to harness and channel whatever the energy is, however much life force, however much goodness, however much love, compassion, wisdom, we can sort of put forth to the extent that we can do that more and more and be visible with that. We can exchange that energy for money, which is a form of energy that people will give you in exchange for how much your energy is impacting them. Okay. So now let's talk about two pieces with this podcast, which have to do with that energy exchange, one building an audience. And then we'll talk about once you have the audience, how do you help them exchange that energy? How do you monetize it? Right. What are the different ways? Because what's really cool is that the three of us have all done, we've all done a lot of different things. And so we can kind of touch on the different models that worked for us and that landed for our audiences. So let's start with the building of the audience. So now you have this, you put this into the world. How for you, Allie, did you start to see the audience build, the audience tell other people and things start to happen to where more and more people were showing up to actually consume this energy? Uh, I don't look at my podcast as free content and I'm like, like whittling it down because I like, go, oh, this is free. Like I give so much 
good to my podcast and the content there. I'm going like all in balls to the wall. Like I am as helpful as I possibly can be. However, part of being helpful is for my audience is very overwhelmed moms. Moms can't listen to an hour plus conversation. It needs to be 30 minutes. So how much help can I give in 30 minutes? You know what I mean? It's, it just naturally is different than when I'm working with someone. And so I stopped worrying about, well, this is free content. So I don't want to give away too much. Like I'm go, I am helping you as much as I can in this 30 minutes we have together every single week. And I also feel like this is really small and, and a lot of people do it, but a lot of people don't do it. I just ask them to share. People don't do anything if you don't ask them to or tell them to. So I would say like, send this to your friends, take a screenshot, share it on Instagram, tag me and tell me what you're going to do. I don't want you to listen to my show. I want you to do something because you listen to my show. So tell me, what are you going to do about this? How is this going to change your life? And I want you, it's your homework. Like every episode I say this, just tell them, tell them to share it. I'm telling you like that has grown my podcast giving good content and not being like, well, this is free. And just telling them, like, if you listen to this and that's it, like shame on me, what are you going to do? Do something and tag me. So I want to see it. And I look at every single tag. I reshare every single one. And I feel like that has taken me really far. Just even those two things on top of everything else, but those two things are powerful. Okay. Let's highlight this for a second. Okay. That is a huge pivot, right? From thinking that this is free content to shame on me. If you literally sit here and just listen to the show, like you will not make progress in your life. And we know that, right? Like in order for you to make manifest the things in your life that you want to see change, your habit has to change. Your behavior has to change. First, it does absolutely have to do with your beliefs and your thoughts. And then you have to, as a result of your beliefs and your thoughts wired differently, you do something differently or else you get the same result. And I think that is so important because why do a podcast so that people sit around and listen to it for eight years? Nobody's benefiting from that. What's the point? Like do something with it, right? So that's really good. And then it is so simple, but it is something that people miss. It's like, ask the person to share. And the thing that you said at the end of that, which I haven't heard, which is so generous of you, is she said that she shares every single one. So what does that mean? That means if somebody is going to share it, that you value that so much that you will post that in your stories, what does that cost you? What does it cost you to do? And it could be everything to this person. It's like, oh my God, Ali Kazaza cared enough to share how much I just got out of this episode that made her feel seen. That is a simple and yet effective strategy. I love it. This conversation is so fun. It's so good. But before we keep going, I just want to thank our sponsor. When you're feeling down or stuck, sometimes you can move forward by talking to someone about it. That's why I love BetterHelp. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You connect in a safe and private online environment and you can start communicating in under 48 hours, all without ever having to sit in one of those uncomfortable waiting rooms. It's easy and it's free to change counselors if you need and BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional offline counseling. They even have financial aid available. They have licensed professional counselors who specialize in topics like depression and stress, anxiety, 
relationships, trauma, grief, self-esteem, and so much more. Anything you share is, of course, confidential, and you're going to get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions and send a message to your counselor anytime. Going to therapy has really been something that throughout my life has really helped, and I still have moments when I'm working on things and in my relationships or with my choices, and it really can be so helpful to talk it out with someone and and just sort of look at all of the the different things that are coming into view, right? So I love that BetterHelp is making this resource available to more people, especially since being a human, it's not the easiest thing all of the time. Start living a happier life today. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash dreamjob. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. That's betterhelp.com slash dreamjob for 10% off your first month. Thanks, BetterHelp. Before we keep going, I just want to give a shout out to a woman that I just love. Her name is Lori Harder. She's the founder of Light Pink. She's a best-selling author, a three-time fitness world champion, and she's a multi-passion entrepreneur. She's also been a guest on this podcast, and she has her own incredible show called Earn Your Happy that you should definitely listen to. It's like having a business bestie and life coach right in your pocket so you can learn the tools and strategies proven to help you grow yourself, your confidence, your income, and your business. Lori has been through so many ups and downs. She went from being a broke waitress, a barista, a retail associate, and personal trainer with massive anxiety and no belief in herself. She then became a multimillionaire in love with her life, and she's sharing all the wisdom she collected on her podcast with you so that you can jumpstart your own transformation. Earn Your Happy has over 30 million downloads and over 750 episodes, so there's plenty of incredible conversations to listen to, including chats with Patrice Washington, Dr. Joe Dispenza, Gabby Bernstein, Jen Sincero, and she even had me on the show, which was a lot of fun. It's time to create a life that you can't hide from, to put so much more on the line that your higher self is forced to come through. And Lori is going to give you that push to make it your reality. So go check it out. Listen to Earn Your Happy wherever you listen to podcasts. I want Julie, I want you to answer because this is really so in your wheelhouse, building audience, right? What's one thing that comes to mind that people might be able to, to start implementing? Yeah. And it's really what, you know, Ali said, I, I've always believed that I give my absolute best content for free always and always will. Yeah. Like it is, it is the value. The cream will always rise to the top and it doesn't matter what you know, whether you listen to, you know, crime podcasts, it's like the values entertainment, the values education, the value, you know, whatever the value may be. I, I want to make that be the absolute best that it can be. And I think that that is the question that you have to ask yourself. Are you willing to be the absolute best that you can be at this, which means you have to be the absolute version of yourself going into that. And so my content will always be as valuable as possible and free. Now my energy is expensive, but my content will always be free. And so that to me, I think is the key is making it super value driven and then, you know, making it very tangible and proactive and action oriented. Like Ali said, get people involved. People love to promote things that they feel like they've had a hand in building themselves. And so the more that you can get people involved in, you know, I'll even do things of like, Hey, I'm going to do a new logo. You choose which one, because it gets people more invested. They feel like, Oh, I chose the logo. I chose this. I chose that. And um, it gets them to kind of have more skin in the game to want to see what you're doing succeed because they actually feel like they had a part to play in it. Mm. I love that line so much. My content is free. My energy is expensive. That is so brilliant. And I love that both of you just reiterated that idea 
that your best content should be free. And really, that is also how I've built my business because information is everywhere, right? And so I've often said this, that you can give people and you, you can give people tons of value, really give it away, right? Give it to them. If they then want to implement that information, that's a different story, right? If they want the nuanced coaching around how to master, right? And actually integrate the information, it's different, right? That's a, that's, that's a process, but you could literally tell them the steps and you can do it well. And I think that that is a real shift than what we think about. We think that, oh, you have to hold on to it, right? There's some scarcity around that. Like, if I give away too much, it's like, no, because it's not the information. What did Julie say eight minutes ago? Money is exchanged for energy. Get that. Okay. So now let's talk about the monetizing. So once you have started to connect with an audience, Ali, let's talk about the model that you built. Let's talk about, even if you want to just run through like whatever is in your Ascension line, like you have this entry product, then you have this, it'd be cool to hear like an overview. And then let's talk about what you really landed on initially as your signature breakthrough way to monetize your podcast. Yeah. So because my business is all about lifestyle, women's lifestyle, betterment, you know, wellness in all aspects, there's just a lot there. So the way I have it broken down right now is there's a few entry level products that are like very, very low cost, like $39, 59, like really like dealing with moms that like have never spent money on themselves is kind of where I'm at. So getting them in the, in the gate and just help helping them. Like part of my job too, like what Julia was saying with money being just exchange of energy, a part of my job I've realized over the last two years is that I am rewiring their money mindset as I'm getting them into the lifestyle programs. And so that's part of that. So, but then beyond that, there's courses that are like in between like 150 and $2,000. The 2000 we get when we're doing like moms in business, the bread and butter is your uncluttered home, which is sits on the site for 300, but I often run ads for 197. That's like the price that I always love to get for that. And then, um, unburdened, which is my favorite program. And the reason that I'm on this earth and it's uh, $600 right now, well, it's 800, but when I launch it, it's 600. So I do courses, I do programs. That's how I make money. For my podcast, I do not have sponsorships or ads. I've never done that. I think about it often because I'm all about like diversifying my income. But I was actually just thinking about this this morning in the shower where all great ideas happen. Um, And I was just like, I don't think I want to. Like I keep trying to make myself and like, sure, I'll get this affiliate link, I guess. And I just... I don't think I want to. So I've been thinking about that lately, but my podcast makes me money because I, like you were talking, Kathy, about giving them the free for the best of the free. If you don't do that, how do they know how smart you are? If you're giving them the end of the stick, that's their impression of you. You know how smart you are. You know what an expert you are and you know the transformation you can take them on, but how would they know if you don't show them? So my podcast is just a literal like free lead generation tool that funnels them into the deeper work with me that so I don't actually like physically monetize with ads 
I never have. Are you guys getting excited? So your model now, there's a few pieces to it because it's become more sophisticated, but to help them sort of visualize that next step, what was just repeat, which one of those was the first one? And I know that your prices went up, thank the Lord. But when you started, what was the price and which one of those products was the first product? Okay. Your uncluttered home was the first thing I ever made. And it was called purge your entire home. I soon realized that a word that could also be used for vomiting your life away might not be great in a course, <laughs> but we live and we learn. <laughs> um, and it was, when it came out, it was $39. But when I was podcast, when I started podcasting, it was at 197. Then okay. later I bumped it up. And then that's like my sales price because I realized moms love sales. So tell them what that first program, what kind of profit that generated. <laughs> when I first did it, no one came to my webinar, nobody bought anything. And it was so, it was such a struggle. And then I changed my format a little bit and, um, was like, okay, I still don't have this created. I'm going to pre-sell it still. And I'm going to do it a little bit of a different way. And I did like a challenge that led into a big masterclass. And then I sold it. And at $39, I made more money in an hour than my husband did in a month on a $39 product, which I thought was amazing. And it wasn't hard to make that much money, but it was a lot to us. And then I just kept that going, kept learning, kept coming back to the drawing board, kept getting more leads in, kept going. And that's my bread. That course is my bread and butter still. What did you need to add in product or in strategy for you to cross the six figure mark? And then the seven figure mark, my podcast, my podcast got me to six figure months on its own. Absolutely. I did nothing different except before 2018, I was podcasting with another person and it was like a great show, but it just wasn't meant to be. I was feeling unaligned with the messaging. It just wasn't meant to be. And I was not able to shine by myself. And so in 2018, she dropped out and I was like, cool, here I go. And it brought me to six figures. It brought me into seven figures, six figure months started when I started my podcast. Yeah. Isn't that a mic drop you guys? And here's the thing. It's like, and you started a little bit before me, I think. So you had more of a, a following than I did. And even still, like you and I are not Gwyneth Paltrow. We're not household names. And through the course of doing my podcast, my revenue is almost half a million dollars a month. And it's just like candy. Like my husband goes, you just print money. You just, and I'm like, it's the exchange of energy, literally. It's unbelievable what can happen when you put your energy into the world. And like you said, you don't give them the crappy end of the stick. Show up, give people value. Okay. Um, Julie, what about for you? What was your first, your model? Okay. And you maybe even, I mean, you mentioned your course, but you also have a higher level mastermind at this point. So tell us the few things that you have right now that you offer and what was your first offer? What was your first product? Yeah. So the two main things that I offer right now is my evergreen program, Pitch It Perfect, which was also my first ever offer mm-hmm. and my mastermind shine. That's it. Um, and then the podcast obviously is the free panel. So that's what I really focus on. Um, the way that I built all of that. And I think just because of my background as a publicist, I, you know, I'm always about impact, brand recognition, exposure, like 
people got to put a face with the name. You can't hide and expect to be seen. So it's like, how do we get out there? And for a lot of the women that come to me initially through Pitch It Perfect, that program is for content creators, experts, leaders, professionals who want to pitch and land brand deals, meaning they want to take their social media and they want to make money off of it. If you want to work with a brand, if you want to collaborate with a brand, if you want to make money from that, and it doesn't just have to be on Instagram, you can collaborate with a brand on your podcast. You can speak on stages. You can collaborate with a brand, you know, with a book deal. I mean, there's multiple ways in which you can do that, but it really does start with building that online platform. And so initially people come to me because they're wanting to be more seen and more known and they're wanting to make money off of all of the content that they're spending hours and hours and hours and hours a day generating. And then after they do that, you know, a, a lot of them are like, okay, so this is going great, but I want more. I want to be seen and be recognized more. I'm an expert at what I do, but nobody knows who the crap I am. <laughs> like, I want to take all of this stuff that I have now proven and become known as the absolute best at what I do in my industry. I want to be the person that when their Create and Cultivate is doing an event, they want me to speak on that stage. I'm the person that I'm going to get the book deal to talk about X, Y, and Z. And so we really focus on a lot of that in the high-level mastermind, you know, really expanding your name, expanding your vision, expanding the impact out through these opportunities. And the way in which I've done that through my, for myself is through those very opportunities that I now teach and support women in doing themselves. And so when I first started out, I had no following, like moved to LA, was doing the blogger content creation thing, had no followers, but I was consistently making five, 10, 15 grand a month off of brand deals. Had nothing to do with paid advertisements. Like I just knew how to connect with the brand, talk to them and work out a collaboration. And so women started coming to me and they were just like, no offense, Julie, but how is it that I have hundreds of thousands of followers and I'm making like, you know, 200 bucks a month off reward style affiliate links and you have no followers and you got world market to renovate your home. And they gave you $250,000 worth of furniture and free interior design services. How are you splashed across the website of, you know, Mustela and all of these baby brands? Because at the time my son was a baby, like how, how are you kind of becoming the go-to influencer for these brands and you're making this impact, but you have no following. And so I'm like, well, I don't just stop at the following, which is what everyone does, which is why everyone loses out on so much opportunity and money. It's like, you have to think about like, what do you have today? that a brand or a partner would find interesting, would find useful. And I'll give you an example. There's a, a girl in my pitch it pro program course, her name is Cassie. And she, if you, go, if you walk into an Ulta today, you will see her splashed all over the store. And her niche is her curly hair. That's it. She is literally in Times Square right now and just signed a seven-figure deal with a product company because she has curly hair. So when people come to me and they're like, I don't have anything to pitch to brands. I don't have anything. Like I have nothing to offer. It's like, well, do you have hair? <laughs> so it's about, again, thinking bigger, stop playing small, stop limiting yourself enough with that scarcity mentality. We all have something because we all have our own unique background, experience, life story, 
you're going to have something that is truly unique to you that a brand can find valuable. It's just your job to figure out what that signature pitch is and then be able to pitch it to the brand. And so I was able to do that very early on, very effectively. And then I turned that method into a program. Then that kind of caught on. And then I started the podcast. And at the time, I was probably making like 250000 a year. But then from that one year and just the awareness that the podcast gave me, I, that's, I immediately went to seven figures and then beyond after that. And I'll say kind of the same thing as Ali. I do run ads on my podcast because again, I, I don't just stop with the podcast ad. I do collaborations with brands that go beyond that. Um, and I try to think bigger with that. I have a book coming out next year. And so I'm doing a lot of ad spots right now on the podcast with brands because I'm wanting them to sponsor the book tour next year. And so there's, I'm like five steps ahead with the strategy of all of this and trying to think of, of bigger ways to make the impact. But like with Ali, the podcast ads are not, they're like the sixth revenue stream. Like it's not about the money. It's about the relationship for me. I, I want to build the relationship with these brands. I'm going to say yeah, pretty much, not yes to everything, but the brands that I work with are all pretty badass. So if Tobo Chico wants to come on and do an ad spot, I'm going to say yes to that because I'm going to want to go to Dallas and Austin to promote my book next year. And guess who's going to be there? Tobo Chico. So I don't think about it. of just like, how can I make this quick buck? I'm like, what is the long-term opportunity to build this relationship? It's that long game strategy. And that's, that's really what made me stick out in the beginning when I was up against all of these massive influencers and bloggers. And I mean, Kathy, you know, like I lived in Los Angeles at the time and Ali, you weren't far from LA at the time. It was, it is the Mecca of content creators, bloggers, and it is the top 1% of the top 1%. Like I had everything stacked against me. I wasn't the influencer on the front row of fashion week. I wasn't the person with a million followers. I didn't have a reality show. I didn't have, I didn't have anything other than my vision and the value and the positive persuasion that I knew how to do because I know how to pitch to then give to the brands. It's so good. It is all about the belief because what she is articulating is expanding the thought instead of stopping. Like she's saying at how many followers do you have? It's like, what do you have that a brand wants? And I remember being at Lori Harder's book launch and sitting across from me, I actually met so many people at the book launch who became like some of my closest friends. But one of the girls sitting across me is plus size. And because she's plus size, She's done seven figure deals with all these people because they want her. I have a friend who's a soldier, a female soldier, right? She came back from Afghanistan. She's being offered all of these incredible things because they want her. Like they don't care that she has 1200 followers or mostly made up of her friends and family. They want her. So think about that. Right, really chew on that. And you mentioned Create and Cultivate. And I'm, I remember when Jacqueline Johnson and I first met and she was telling me, you know, I'm putting together this event. So it dawns on me, like, maybe I should reach out to Citibank and say, hey, I'm putting together an event for female entrepreneurs. Do you want to be the main sponsor? Do you want your name associated with helping all of these female, you know, human beings to start their business? Like, yeah, what do you need? Oh, how about $50,000? 
great, done. Like, what did that just do for them? Everything. Because now instead of just being like Citibank, which is like pretty boring, they get to put on their website, look at us. We're amazing. We help females, business owners. Like, oh my God, they just got, if content is marketing, right? If it's about the content, what are you creating that a brand is going to say, I want to get behind it because I want to be associated. I want to look like I'm with it, right? And that's how my friend Jenny grew her vegan corned beef business because all of these delis, people are like, why would you go to Cantor's and Factor's? Why would you go to Quiznos? Why would you go to Subway? She's like, because they need to get with it. They need vegan products. They want to look like they actually care about you know, the animals in this world, even though they serve slabs of beef. And they did. And they were like, oh, but could we actually partner with you beyond the meat? Because that would make us look so good. And she's like, Sure, because then actually some people will actually choose the vegan meat. So I'm all for it and I'm all for the exposure and let's go. And there it is, right? Created a $50 million brand in two stinking years. Because what did she have? She had something that they wanted and that they needed. And she's helping a lot of people stop eating meat. So that's great. I want to thank you both so much. Tell them where they can find you. Allie, tell us where we can find you. Tell us about the book that's out. Tell us all the things and where to find all the things. Yes. Declutter Like a Mother came out in September. It's been a bestseller everywhere. I'm so happy. And you can connect with me on Instagram. Just search Ali Casaza or it's Ali underscore that's me. Um, AliCasaza.com. Whatever you need, I'm here to support you. Awesome. Julie? Um, you can find me at Jill Solomon and the Influencer Podcast is a great way just to soak up you know, all of this stuff we were talking about. I'm not right for everybody, but I am really right for certain people. And so you may be that person that's ready for that impact. And I would love to support you in any way that I can. This was just so amazing. I am so honored that I've had so many heart to hearts with both of you over the last couple of years. But today I learned things and heard things yet again that I didn't even know. And I'm just always just blown away and surprised almost by the depth of where you're willing to go, how vulnerable you're willing to be and how real and candid. It's so inspiring. Allie, Jules, thank you so much. Love you guys. Oh gosh, that was so much fun. I love chatting with my friends. I'm so glad Julie and Allie were here again. Here are the takeaways. Number one, you don't have to keep working so hard to prove or earn anything. Number two, if you change the script, the script changes. Number three, we don't have control over everything, but we can control our thoughts. Those thoughts dictate our feelings, which dictate our actions and results. Number four, money is just an exchange of energy. Number five, give your best content for free. Make it the best it can be. Number six, information and content is free, but the energy, your energy is what can be expensive. And number seven, think bigger. Stop playing small and limiting yourself. Enough with the scarcity mentality. We all have something to contribute. Thank you so, so much for listening. I know that the holidays are here and there's so much on your plate and it just means the world to me that we are almost finishing another year and we've had this journey together. I just can't thank you enough. If you haven't already been subscribing to our show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify because we have so many good episodes coming out. And of course, it is a free podcast and the quality of these guests and the conversations is just so much that I don't want you guys to miss anything because I, I sit here myself and I'm just, I'm overwhelmed by how much I learn from each of these guests and from where these conversations sort of just 
opened my life in so many ways. And I'm curious if anyone comes to mind for you who you think could benefit from listening to this podcast, then send them a text or email them the link because you have no idea how that might actually shift their whole next year, right? And it means so much to us. Of course, you know, everything we do is word of mouth. And by you guys passing along the podcast to a friend, it just goes so much further than you could even think. Also, I would love for Julie and Allie to see how much you guys appreciated this. So if you want to do an Instagram story where you tag me and Allie and Julie, I could repost it. Uh, Or if you want to do a little story where you even talk about this podcast and what you got from it, I'm so happy to repost that. In fact, I'm doing a giveaway anyway till Wednesday. And if you guys just do a story about my podcast, you'll be entered into a giveaway where you can win this gorgeous pair of Zadig and Voltaire sneakers. So you may as well post if you feel inclined to because it'll enter you into this giveaway. Lastly, I just want to remind you that I do have a free checklist where you can get the top 10 money beliefs to help you fully get unstuck so you can call in more abundance because it is something that exists, right? The clients are there, the money is there, and sometimes it's just amazing actually how often our beliefs are keeping us from actually giving ourselves permission to be rich and wealthy. So you can grab that for free at kathyheller.com slash receive. I love you so much. I'll leave you with a song of mine and I'll talk to you on Thursday. The podcast is a production of Authentic. For more info on advertising in this show, visit AuthenticShows.com. Everywhere it's December, from New York City to Budapest, we are all the same on Santa's list. The streets are all filled with carols, we deck the halls in every language you can hear the joy in the happy